Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello. Hi, can I help you? <laughs> well, I hope you can. <laughs> you need a lot of help, my friend. I'm Lee Campbell. And I am Tegan Atoli. And this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. And if you're listening from America, happy Independence oh, Day, yeah. 4th of July. Do you reckon we've got any American fans? I don't know, I hope so. You Beauty's got a German fan. She messages me all the time oh, and I just love that. I love it. One, well, just one. That I'm aware of. <laughs> I'm sure we're global, baby. I'm sure. What are we doing? Well, today on the show, we're going to be chatting about two listener dilemmas about toddlers. One about transitioning to a bed and biting. And believe it or not, we're not professionals, but we do love hearing your dilemmas and workshopping it as all mothers groups do. Yes. You can always email us with questions or comments. The email address is tgmmamamia.com.au. Plus, you'll be hearing our own wins and losses via our weekly nails and fails at the end. So, Teagues, let's get stuck into it. Okay, so first up from Hayley. She wrote, Hi, Lee and Tegan. I'm a big fan of the podcast and you guys have answered so many of my questions I've asked over the last two and a half years of being a mum. So thank you for that. I need your help with my current situation, please. My son is two and a half and loves his cot. He never tries to get out and he slept through the night for the last year or so. And we're very lucky he's always been a great sleeper. We're thinking it's nearly time to prepare him to move into a bed, but we're not sure of the best way to do this. So it's not such a scary change for him. Do you have any tips on how to transition him so he continues to be a good sleeper like he's always been? Thanks in advance. Okay. My I feel advice. like we're going to have the same. Yeah, we're going to have the same advice. I mean, if you've listened to the show, I've been preparing to move Alexander into his bed for pretty much a year now. <laughs> he's three and I've sorted the bed. That's all ready to go. It's all in the garage ready to put together, but he's still in his cot currently. You might remember, oh, he was about 18 months when he threw himself out of yeah, the cot and nosedive. Is he still jumping? Nope, never again. Never jumped wow. again. And so I have been waiting, knowing we've got a bed ready to go. If that ever happens again, then just to move to the big boy bed. Yeah. But he's never done it again. He loves his cot. I mean, he protests going to bed. He's like, I don't want to go to bed. Yeah. But once he's in his cot, it's for lack of a better word, a cage. It's fantastic. He can't yeah. get out. He thinks it's his big boy cot now because we've talked about you're a big boy, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I know you feel the pressure to move them. I did the same. It was Alexander's third birthday just a couple of weeks ago and I was like, we'll do the bed for his birthday. And then I was like, why? What's the yes. rush? So I think science actually proves that impulse control kicks in around three and a half. Yeah. Before that, they just can't control their impulse to get up and get out and come and find mummy or whatever. Yep. 
And Alexander is, again, the same as you, fantastic sleeper. Occasionally will wake through the night. If he yells out, mummy, I just go, I can hear you, bud. Go back to sleep. He turns over and goes back to sleep. If he can get up and walk out, no way. That just will not happen. And there's no reason if he's comfortable there, he's happy, he fits. One of my girlfriends didn't take her kid out until they were five. And that's because they were literally like arms and legs out of the sides (laughs) of the cot. Coming through the bars. So I wouldn't rush it. I think it's one of those things that if they're in there for longer, the better for you for all your night's sleep. And whenever I post about it on Instagram, because people are so divisive, as we know, mums love to be like, why are they still in a cot? (laughs) So many boy mums are like, leave him there until he's 21. I miss my my sleep. So unless he's begging or in danger of climbing and hurting himself, I just would not rush. Do another year. I totally agree. Learning from my mistakes. I was the same. The twins were great. And I just, all of a sudden, they weren't even two yet when I got the twins out of the cot and I put them in the little toddler bed. So Mm. it went well for about a month. But then after that, no impulse control, which I learned the hard way because they're like, oh, I want to get up and go see mummy. So what did they do? Get up and go see mummy. So yeah, that was silly. I learned from that mistake. Banjo was just after three. Yeah, he was over three. Yeah. And that's because he started climbing out. Mm. So if you've got a sleeping through the night baby, non-disturbed, not Mm. baby toddler, or they're not climbing, if there's no reason to take them out of the cot, do not. If it's not broken, don't fix it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So hope that helps because yeah, it sounds like you've got a pretty good yeah. setup You're going on. Yeah. And just make the most of having more space. <laughs> and like maybe like me, because I do worry if he does try and like jump out and hurts himself again, I didn't have to then want to wait three months from a bed from Harvey Norman or yeah, two yeah. weeks from Ikea just because it when it needs to happen, it might need to happen. So if you've yep. got a spare room or a garage or something, get it ready to go. Ours is all flat packed and I know I can put it together in a Whenever day. Yep. Or worst case scenario, if he ever hurt himself, you can always just take the cot away and leave the cot mattress on the floor until you've sorted the bed. Yeah. Because it was funny when we were overseas, Alexander was mostly in a single extra bed and one night in Rome we're sleeping and then we just hear thud and then (laughs) and he'd roll over because he's used to just rolling and hitting the edge and and it was quite a high bed. So you're going to have to be prepared for a bit of adjustment when it happens. Yeah. Okay. This one is from Natasha. Hi ladies. Can we discuss toddlers pushing and biting and the correct way to deal with it? My toddler has developed a large biting problem and now has added pushing other kids. I was pulling him aside and having a big talk to him about hurting feelings, etc. However, now I feel like he likes getting the attention. I feel like I'm the only mum ever dealing with this as no one else in the playground appears to be dealing with this and their kids play nicely. My son is two years and four months and doesn't have molars yet. Oh, this is a tricky one. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me tell you, first and foremost, you are not the only mum dealing with this. (laughs) Me, myself, Banjo, sounds very similar to this kid. And Banjo's nearly three and a half. So, Mm. you know, some of it can be really age-appropriate behaviour. Since he's only just over two years old, it Mm. might be frustrations in not being able to communicate, you know, whether someone's playing with his toy or in his space and he yeah. just reacting, you know, they don't have the language to ask, oh, can you please move? I want to have a turn or whatnot. But you're not alone. And it's a really, really tough one because like I know for me, like Banjo's definitely a pusher. He's not a biter, but he's a pusher and it kills me. And the first thing I need to remember is to not take my child's behavior personally. Yeah. But it's really hard as a parent not to mm. and not react like, oh, no, you don't do that. You've got to try and, you know, understand the big feelings and then rationalize it for them to teach them to help them learn Mm. but I totally get what she's saying when she says that he's starting to like the attention because Banjo does this too so he realizes that maybe if he's naughty 
or does something, you know, that will get my attention because it's unacceptable, that that's actually getting him exactly what he wants. Mm. So it's actually a bit of a vicious cycle. And I'd actually love to get a behavioural expert on in regards to this. Yeah, because you don't want to just ignore it because they're biting someone. So it's not like you can just ignore that. Yeah, exactly. And like little things like banjos now started dropping F-bombs and (laughs) S-bombs. And because I'm like, so am I meant to teach him that it's wrong Mm. or am I meant to ignore it? Mm. But either way, like you don't know which one's the correct way to deal with it. Yeah, because one it'll continue and the other way he might get the attention. That's that, right. Yeah, so I, I get it. And look, as we know, I'm no expert, but you're absolutely not alone. No. And I think all you can keep doing is just reaffirming that the behavior is not acceptable. His feelings are fine. It's okay to be frustrated, yes. but we can't but hit okay and it's not okay to bite. Yeah, It's I, funny because I remember at this age, just over two in Alexander's daycare, and I know a bunch of the kids and the mums, there was always like, my kid was bit today. Who do you think bit my kid? And so there was definitely a biting face. Oh, and yeah. like some of the marks, like oh my gosh. they're full on. Yep. So it's a normal thing. I do think it's frustration. I was going to say, where is it happening? But you do mention the playground. What I found with Alexander, he's went through a very short biting phase, but he's more of a push or punch and scratch like the scratch on my forehead. (laughs) And what I found is that words don't help. If I say, don't do that, you're not allowed to do that. That hurts. That hurts mummy, whatever. I have to take away the fun thing that he's doing. So if we're at the park, we leave. I go, nope, I'm sorry. You can't do that. We are leaving the park. If we're at home and there's a toy or there's a whatever, the toy goes away now. Sorry, buddy. Because then there's an actual consequence that he can feel more than mummy's words. So I try and remove him from the situation. So we leave the playground and sorry, buddy. Nope. You push. And do you feel like that's effective for him? Yes, because yeah, he remembers. Oftentimes, yeah, and he'll say later, oh, I was a bad guy was a bad and we guy. had to leave the playground or um, I'm sorry so I was a bad guy, can I have my <laughs> piano back or whatever it might be. Okay. So I think because, oh, the there was more, yeah, because there was more of a consequence to him, yeah. it sinks in more. Yeah, that's interesting because Banjo, even being older than Alexander, mm. that like the consequence doesn't yeah, work. It, you can't take them to then do another fun thing. Like yeah. we drive if we leave the park and mummy's upset, we drive home in silence. <laughs> I don't know if it's the top. right thing to do. Oh, I don't know either. But, but he if, ruminates if on it, it and tells daddy later. He'll yeah. be like, Oh, I was a bad guy this yeah. morning after swimming. <laughs> I went to the park and blah blah blah. I love how he reflects. Yeah. Oh, he does. God love him. Yeah. Well, I hope that helped a yeah, little bit, I don't Natasha. Know if that but you know what? We really will work on getting, you know, a bit of a behavioral expert on to look into this because yes. I think a lot of toddler around that age group, two to three, yeah. it can be really trying mm-hmm. as to know what to do, how to respond. Put them on eBay. Oh, just Gumtree for free, I say. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure that there's plenty of other parents that have been through this. We would love their advice, their wisdom. So on Facebook, our group is Mamma Mia Family. There's lots of very helpful people in there. So let's have a chat about it over on the group. Nailed it. You failed it. Nail. Nail, nail, nail. My nail is my son. Yeah. The end. So funny. He's like, I love you, Daddy. I love you, Mummy. And I love myself. <laughs> I love, I like myself. And I think they must be doing some sort of self-love thing oh at school. God. I love Monsty. I love Cookie. They're the cats. I love Robot. That's a vacuum. And I love myself. I like myself. It is so cute. Can you play his video And I'm that like, for him? yes, buddy, because that's not going to stick around for long. Trust me. Oh, my gosh. It I love that. It is just the cutest thing. Have you seen that meme of that little girl who's in the mirror? You got this? Yeah. You are strong. You are powerful. You look great. You are beautiful. You are kind. I can do anything good. I like my school. I like anything. I like my dad. I like my cousins. I like my aunts. I like my Allisons. I like my mom. I like my sisters. It's 
it's like that. It's like that. Is it the help own. where it's like you are good, you're important? Like, yeah, just affirmations. <laughs> yes. Like all these things to build you up. Oh, my God, maybe he could do his own podcast. Yes. Yeah, I like myself. I love myself. <laughs> Loving a- yourself with Alexander. That's a nail. <laughs> that is a nail. That's an early nail. Well done. Thanks. Have you nailed anything? Yes, I have. Remember I was like slowing down and being a bit of a sloth? Well, no, you were go- like you were finding inner peace and doing <laughs> oh, acupuncture. Look- oh. Weren't you? Yeah. I, wasn't, I don't know about finding inner peace. Oh. It might be a long journey. But trying not to run on adrenaline. Correct. Yes. That's what I was trying to do because I used to just be like, come on, three children, everyone out of the house by 8 a.m. Because I've got to do everything. Like yes. I've got to go to the gym and then I've got to work and then I've got to come home and make dinner. Da, 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 da. Anyway, so yes, for six months I haven't gone to the gym. I've been a sloth, which oh, as everyone knows, I'm not, I'm not an athlete, but I like to do it because it's my time alone. Yes. Yeah. But I haven't been doing it. And I've loved not being in a rush in the morning. It mm. has zenned me out a bit because oh. I'm not like boom, 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 like yeah. mad rush to get three little humans ready. But I have started going to Pilates. Oh, I'm back. I'm get back. Girl. I was kind of like, wow, it's it's been a long six Are months. you doing mat or reformer? Both. Like it's a mixture. Mm. But yeah, I'm back into it. So I'm nailing it. I'm back doing three classes a week. Oh, my, that's good. My butt and thighs are killing me. I can't even sit to do a wee. Yeah, you know, when you do this lower bit, yourself like, oh my God, how am I going to get back up again? But I'm back. Like, I'm happy I had the break. Yeah. You needed it. You but needed to recalibrate. I do like it being a little bit of activity. Like well, doing, just doing something active. for you. Like, I feel like, I don't know if you're the same as me, but I'm such a martyr. Like, I will find an excuse of why oh, I can't do it. Absolutely. Because of, of work. Blah, 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 and it's yeah. like, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. And while you don't want to fall back into your old habits, I think no. carving out that time for yourself, there's something to be said. Yes. So I do advise if anyone else out there is running on adrenaline and has mum fog high than their head, yes. then yeah, just pause. Pilates is a good one too because it's not that high intensity kind of like it yes. is. It's, it's hard, still, but relax, it's sort yes. of not relaxing, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like, Yeah, I'm not getting all like. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, good girl. Yes, thank you. Now, um, what's your fail for this week? I'm a bone to pick with you. <laughs> I was going to try and keep it. What? Three weeks ago, oh. you purchased my child a birthday gift. The best present he got in the whole day. It is day. a cat piano. Now look. Complete with a microphone that records. A- oh, it records. Yes. Oh, great. So he can play it back to you over His and over again. beautiful singing. It has 800 different like tunes settings. or songs or settings, but they're all cat things. Ah. And if you haven't used it for about three hours, it just gives it... <laughs> In the middle of the night. It reminds you that you haven't been playing with it. Of course, it was his favourite gift. He carries his piano everywhere, into our bed, everywhere. (laughs) And he sometimes just drags it by the microphone. And when I first put it on Instagram, all the parents were like, Godspeed. And I, I was actually like, have never had so many people laugh so much. But do you know that that's my go-to three-year-old present? I can see why he loves it. Every child that turns three gets that present from me. And it's unisex. And they love it. And also we're cat they people. They love it. I loved you, it. Oh, well, I had to get that for you guys. I loved yeah. it. But now. Now that you've heard it. and <laughs> I just thought he'd get over it in a week. So I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll give nah, it a go. Like once he's over it, I'll just hide sleeve. it in the garage. This horrific thing. <laughs> And I must say, when you took that photo, I was like, wow, that does look cheap and nasty. No, it's not. You can tell it's but good it's quality, not. but it's very loud. And it's, it's all of the cat noises. Actually, I must say, when I bought it from the shop, they wrapped it there. And as I was driving in my car, I'm like, oh, the silly woman mustn't have turned it off. Maybe it can't be turned off. Because in the back of my was car. Was it meowing? Yes. Yeah, okay. I turned the volume down and I was like, oh, there's a cat. In driving my- home <laughs> from the party, all the wrapped presents in the back, all I heard was ding, 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 meow. And I was like, oh, God, well, what is that? I think you'll be excited when those batteries run out, won't you? I think they might run out this afternoon <laughs> somehow. 
If you love your friends, do not buy their children musical but toys. But if you love their children, oh, buy yeah. it. Good point. Oh. Did you fail anything? Oh, well, yeah, I think I did. Actually, it goes in wonderfully with this episode when I was talking about Banjo and his explicit language of late. Oh. So, Where's he get that from? Well, I have no effing idea. Um, <laughs> anyway, I picked him up from daycare the other day and he walks in doing like robot manoeuvres. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Like how my kid's always a cat, yours is a robot. <laughs> yeah. He walks in and he goes, you're an effing person <laughs> to me. But he said the proper word. Obviously. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He didn't say effing, let me tell you. And I go, what? And he goes, I am a robot. And I'm like, oh, I must have misheard. Mm. And he goes, and you're an effing person. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? I'm in the middle of the daycare class. Like oh. I'm in the middle of the room. Oh. And I'm like having this wave of, oh, my God. I wonder if he's God. said it to people all day. Like, is this the game? He's an effing robot and I'm an effing person? <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, I was quite stern with him then. I was like, please don't ever say that word again. Mm. Yeah, You know, and I really got quite serious and he, you know, looked a bit nervous and whatever. Anyway, we walk out of the daycare. He looks up to the room and he goes, there's an effing light. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! So he's going to commentate also every single thing. Yeah, well, everything's effing. Uh Oh, oh, it's all coming back to bite me in the butt, and I am a gutter mouth. So it's oh, it's really, really come back to. How will you stop now? Well, now I have to, don't I? No, but not you, him. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've no effing idea. And next week's listener dilemma is... Tegan, how do I stop my effing son from effing swearing? <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening to this glorious mess. Please email us, tgm at mamamia.com.au. We love hearing from you. And our Facebook group is Mamma Mia Family. And this episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson. See you later. Ciao. 